0: me okay we are gonna wrap up the show by going over to bahrain okay i went over to bahrain about an hour ago because we are to do a pre-recorded interview because our guest chris medland who is an f1 expert uh, as accreditation for all the races is attending a team event tonight but he is there in bahrain where the first race of the season will take uh, place this weekend formula one is Back, a season like no other was last season. So I asked Chris, what can we expect this season? And please, um, don't mind the noise because he was actually there on just near to the racetrack, so you can hear maybe some of the trucks and the cars going past as we speak to him.
1: I think everyone's expecting uh, a repeat. Almost, they're expecting a really high quality battle between at least Mercedes and Red Bull and Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. But they're also expecting a little bit more now. Ferrari looked very, very strong based on pre-season testing. Uh, There were times that the McLaren looked very quick too. So we've had a number of um, positive signs from the new regulations that we might have maybe four teams fighting for wins this year. Uh, And that would be even better than last year. So we could have a bigger, more exciting title battle. And it's definitely one that everyone's really eager to see get started because there's been uh, a lot said and done over the winter after what happened in Abu Dhabi that needed addressing, uh, but you can't really move on from it and start to try and move on and start to try and, I guess, right the wrongs without going racing again. So uh, I think a lot of people are very excited to go racing again on Sunday.
0: Maybe let's touch on the new regulations that you've, that, that you've mentioned. They include the reintroduction of ground effects. We've got more simplified front wings. The rear wings are bigger, and also the tyres. What does this signify? What are they trying to achieve
1: So there's one clear goal, uh, and that is to make it easier for cars to follow each other more closely. So it's as simple as, in the past, the way the regulations worked, the aerodynamics, they disturbed the air so much when when a car went through uh, normal, clean, free air, um, the air behind that car was very, very disturbed, very turbulent, like if you're on an airplane and you feel turbulence and it's bouncing around. That was happening to the air that meant a car that was following would be hitting this third air and it would really affect its performance really badly. Uh, so they couldn't get that close to the car in front to try and attack them and overtake them. So what Formula One wanted to do was to reduce that effect so that the following car in a train, the second car on the road, if it could get close behind another car and kind of stay there and put the pressure on, and that they could battle more. So it's not about making overtaking easier. It's just about making it possible for drivers to... Stay close to each other and really put the pressure on, which is something we haven't seen for quite a long time. So that's been the aim. We've seen in testing that there's some positive signs on that front too. It does look better, uh, and we're pretty hopeful that it will mean that we get to see cars going wheel to wheel more often and uh, and fights that go on for a number of laps and. You, know, but you mentioned the tyres and the wheels. Pirelli have been asked to make tyres that don't overheat so much as well, so the drivers can keep pushing on them and keep attacking each other, rather than having to back off and cool their tyres down. So, it's all meant to make some better racing and the early signs are good.
0: Okay, and then there's also been a budget cap. Oh, how does this impact the teams? Yeah, the budget cap is a, a big, big change
1: because for the biggest teams, Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, even McLaren at times, they've had a lot of money to spend. and. They've been spending maybe up to half a billion dollars for the biggest teams uh, per year to get two cars out on the track. They're now limited to $140 million per season. Uh, there are certain exceptions, but that's the level now that it's at for this year. And that means there's kind of a feeling there that every team knows. So instantly for every other team, there's a chance to be more competitive because they can get closer to the same budget. Uh, and then it comes down to how good you are as a person or with your facilities rather than how much money you have. But secondly, it does actually affect the way that they design and build these cars, because they needed to make sure they didn't overdevelop them in one direction and then have to spend a lot of money changing that plan and changing that direction. They had to kind of leave their cars a little bit open for some flexibility. Uh, And Mattia Bonotto, the Ferrari team principal, said that actually what Ferrari have done is they will commit to their idea, because everyone has to in the sense of you come up with a concept, you go with it, and then if you try and change it, that's going to be expensive under the budget cap and you're probably not going to maximise your potential if you've changed your plans. If you just stick to your development plan that you put in place already, you'll see how far the potential goes and then you'll have to make changes next season but you won't make them during the season, um, which is quite encouraging actually. It means that each team kind of has to Um, go with their own idea of what these regulations should be. We've got some cards that are very different to each other, which is quite interesting. Uh, But it does mean that the the development rates will be different this year, and it it won't be a case so easily of of teams copying each other, which we've had in the past, where they see what the best design is and they just do it. Um, That won't be clear this year, so it will be kind of each to their own a little bit more.
0: You've mentioned that the storyline is obviously like, likely to be between Lewis and Max Verstappen. Does Lewis have something to prove here? Does he sound like a man who, who has something to prove, like revenge? Do you expect him to come out guns blazing? And I would think Max also wants to prove that his win was not a fluke last season.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, for Max, I don't think his approach changes too much. I think Max will be very much the same as he's been in the past. He he has a very like clear approach to his racing. He just goes out, drives the car as quickly as possible, very aggressively. Uh, and try to enjoy himself. And that's it. Like, he didn't really seem to put too much value on winning a world championship, other than if he wanted to do it someday. But he said, you know, once he's got that one world championship under his belt, he could walk away from Formula One because he feels like he's completed it. Apologies, there's some working trucks here. At the no problem. Um, so, yeah, he feels like he's kind of completed Formula One in that sense. But now he says the pressure's totally off. But I think what it's done for Max is kind of make him think, well, I've proven to everyone that I am World Championship material. I've got one under my belt, so I can just go out and enjoy my racing. Lewis, I think, is actually the complete opposite. He feels wronged uh, by what happened at the end of last year, but he does want to kind of uh, address that on the circuit now, and he wants to go out there uh, and kind of show everyone that he deserves to be an eight-time World Champion and should have already been one, uh, and that he can make it happen this year. And he said, actually, in some of his uh, interviews pre-season, that if people thought he was good at the end of last season, they haven't seen anything yet. He, he's always at his best when he's back against the wall and he feels like the world's against him a little bit. And he was justifiably uh, very upset with the way he's ended here. So that's really going to act as motivation for him this year.
0: Yeah, And with Mercedes not up to speed at testing, like you've mentioned, is that a concern?
1: It's only a slight concern. I mean, the way Mercedes has been um, in the past, they've had testing years where they haven't got everything out of their car straight away. But by the time we get to the first race, they've worked on their problems identified them found solutions and they're quick and that's why we get this kind of question about sandbagging and it's uh mercedes are kind of hiding performance because people are used to seeing them come out and be fast at the first race even if they weren't in testing but that kind of does them a bit of disservice because it just shows how good they are recovering from when they have trouble and they've definitely got trouble right now but it's not that the car is bad they've got a very good car it's very quick it's got a lot of potential but they just can't get it working properly or consistently. So they need to find a few solutions to some of their problems that they've got. And if they do, it's going to unlock a lot of performance. So even if Mercedes are on the back foot and and Hamilton and Russell aren't fighting for the win this weekend in Bahrain, I don't think it'll be very long until three, four races maybe, and they'll be right up there.
0: And how do you see George Russell doing at Mercedes?
1: I think he's going to have a solid season. I think his role is going to be as sort of number two for Lewis as the year goes on because... One, Lewis Hamilton is, you know, the statistically greatest driver of all time. He is probably the hardest he may have on the grid, or certainly one of. And George is still young and learning. He's had three years on now, but not in competitive machinery. He's going to have to get used to what Mercedes is like in terms of week in, week out, being asked to perform and deliver in a competitive car. And Hamilton does need to learn that he's going to do it from the very first race and probably will... Of pull ahead at some stage in the season where George then might have to play second fiddle to him and kind of help his championship course. What will be interesting to see is, is how well George does that and how willingly he does that because if he's smart and, and he is a smart driver, so I think he will do this, he could be the future team leader of Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton's not going to be driving forever, and George is in a position to take on that role in the future. So he needs to learn from Lewis this year. And I think we'll see him win a few races. I think we'll probably see him perform better than Valtteri Bottas did last year in the Mercedes. But I don't think we'll see him overly uh, challenge Lewis Hamilton over the whole season. I think we'll see it at certain races, but his consistency might not be there. But that's understandable. He's not been in this position before, so it's all part of the learning curve for him.
0: Yeah, And as we, as we wrap up now, Chris, um, you've mentioned Ferrari, how good they were at, at testing. Can you expect something special from them? I, I think they could be right in the Championship mix
1: this year. I do. Yeah. I, I've, there's always difficulty reading the testing times and reading the performances, and you listen to what the teams say. And, wanted to talk themselves down and understandably so, because they haven't been winning races recently. They've not been good over the past few years. So they don't want to then tell everyone they're going to be good and fail. But as we've got closer to the first race, they've been willing to say, yeah, we're in good shape. Whether or not we're good enough to beat Red Bull, we don't know. But we've definitely made progress. We're definitely closer to the front. We're happy with what we've done. And all the signs... I've been positive in terms of how reliable the car is, how quick it looks, how stable it looks in every condition. Which is much that most teams have been struggling with. Sometimes they're good in some conditions and, and bad in others. So I think Ferrari has a very strong all-round package right now. And the real question is how much raw pace is in there. They've definitely been hiding pace like all of the teams have, but I don't know if they've been hiding enough to be fine for the title. The stuff they've said recently makes me think maybe they have. Maybe that is in there. And if it is, then they're definitely going to be a threat. If it's not, then we'll still see the money from races. It just might not be enough to sustain a championship battle.
0: Yeah, the last one from me, Chris, is the, about the removal of Michael Messi as a race director. What does this signify and what did you make of it?
1: I think it's inevitable that Messi was going to get removed. I think it, it had to be done. Uh, and I don't mean that in the sense of Messi did a terrible job. I think actually, uh, at times, he did a very good job. I think he was put in a very difficult position by Formula One and the FIA. The changes that the FI have made, getting two race directors they are going to split the role, getting a permanent support system there with Herbie Blas, by having a virtual race control at a remote location, all those changes suggest that there were bigger problems than just one man and that Massey was basically working in a system that, that wasn't very good and, and made it hard for him to do his job. So it was in some senses unfortunate for him to be fired because if he'd have still been there and been able to basically working race control this year when it's going to be very different and there's a lot more support i think he would do a lot better but the flip side is at the end of the day he made a decision that was i believe the wrong one i think the way the rules were written it wasn't a legal way of trying to end the race i still believe he wasn't trying to favour one driver over the other he was just trying to create an exciting finish to the season but you can't do that basically that's that's a game you can't play and once he's done that and it's cost someone unfairly then they're going to have lost all trust in him and it would have brought up all manner of problems during the season. He he could make the right calls, but if they're against Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, people would question it a lot more than they would if if what happened last year hadn't happened. So, I think his position became untenable, really, and the FA needed a clean slate. So, they've done the right thing in that sense, but uh, I wouldn't pin all the problems on that, I think it's been clear that uh, there were a number of issues and a number of grey areas that needed addressing. The FIA has updated the rules this week uh, that mean that we won't get a repeat of that finish because uh, the way cards have to go on that, every single card does have to go by. They've made that absolutely clear. Those are the things that were loose ends needed tying up, and, and they were all a bit messy before. So now, it's, it's, the sport's improved and strengthened off the back of it, but... I just don't think it was possible for Matthew to be the man that continued as race director into the future.
0: Okay, Chris Medland joining us all the way from Bahrain, where the first Grand Prix of the season takes place this weekend. Freelance Formula One journalist and a broadcaster also has his own podcast and medlandmotorsportmedia.com. So do follow him on social media, Chris Medland, for one that is.